And what it all came down to was getting clear on what is it that matters and what doesn't. What am I getting measured on and what doesn't? What is all this? I don't need to do all this stuff. Because he said, you do too much. That's what he said to me. And that when he said, you do too much, I was like, like my, this, you know, moment of, well, yeah, probably I do, right? So what is the too much? What is the stuff that I'm doing that doesn't matter? So that's where, when you get really clear on what matters most, you know, applying the techniques that I teach in my programs, which is what are your core seven things that matter most in your planet? And what are the things you're doing that don't line up? Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. All right, Be It Babes, welcome. Well, this is an exciting time, isn't it? I'm so, uh, I'm so excited about this time of year. It's actually one of my favorite, favorite times for so many reasons. Anyways, today's guest, um, I'm excited for you to hear her story. It is a journey. It is, it's got lots of twists and turns. And also she's walking her talk. And I am, I think it's important to hear that you're not alone in taking two steps forward and a step backwards that people, it happens to us all the time. And then also that there's other ways of doing it. And I really, I really think you're going to enjoy this. There's a lovely free gift at the end. So make sure you check that out, check our guests out. And I also, you know, you know, I love the be it action items, but I really love this one. I think it is something you can simply do right now while you're listening to this podcast, while you're walking your dog or in your car. So, so as she asks those be it action questions um, that she poses. I want you to, you know, maybe hit pause and like answer it and then like play and then pause and then play until you get there. Um, our guest this week is Stacy McAlpine and she has an incredible career. Like I'm not kidding. <laughs> and then also what she is doing now. And I think it is just so awesome to see that there are so many possibilities if you are wanting to change your life and change what you're doing. I know you might feel like there's all these obstacles in the way, but there are things that will allow you to be able to do it. And um, there's not a lot stopping you, but maybe you and your ability to have clarity and possibility in your life. And so I hope Stacy's story inspires you. So after this quick break, you'll hear from Stacy McAlpine. loves it's here opc summer camp you know that thing we started last year well we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world which means all day long you can nerd out with me at camp zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot no you can have the amazing food from your own home you can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for in fact you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money in fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! 
All right, babes, I am really excited. I have a wonderful woman for you to learn from today, Stacey McAlpine. And you know what I love so much about this podcast is I get to meet so many new people that I probably may never have met in real life. And so Stacey, you're one of those people that I feel like our paths would have crossed eventually, but I'm glad they're crossing here. Can you tell everyone who you are and what you're up to? Absolutely. Thank you so much. I love doing this. It's so fun because I kind of meet your audience <laughs> a little bit. So, so hello. Uh, my name is Stacey McAlpine. My background is I was in consulting for 20 years. Every time I do one of these, I'm like, I say 20 years and then years go by. So it's <laughs> more than 20 years. <laughs> um, so, but at a minimum, it's been at least 20 years of consulting for big four consulting firms. So Pricewaterhouse Coopers, Ernst & Young, and those types of firms. And my clients were some of the biggest organizations on the planet. So I think Department of Defense, Google, you know, those big government organizations. And my specialty was all about project management, process improvement, and change management. And to do whether you're changing an organization of 250,000 people or an individual of one, it all takes individual action. So the bigger ones, like you're trying to get individuals to take action, not just a giant group of people. And so through that process, what I realized, because also being my big personal development nerd, which I think maybe your audience can associate with, you said 100%. some perfectionists, maybe <laughs> perfectionismitis. But so, you know, when just always love learning about how to be my better self or how to like not hate my life. And so, because <laughs> that was easy to do back then. I mean, I was working 50 to 60 hour weeks. You know, there was a time when I was doing all of this for my clients, but my life sucked. So, you know, thinking my loss, my husband was in law school at the time, full time. Mm -hmm. I was living in the DC area with an hour and a half, one way commute with fun traffic. Um, I had a stepdaughter in high school. I had a child, um, one child that kept calling me grandma because she saw my mom more than she saw me, you know, oh, racking up the credit card debt because we were living on one income. So yeah. I had nine, literally $98,000 in credit card debt, plus an upside down mortgage, plus racking up a $200,000 law school loan. So I was a little stressed. Okay. I was going to say before hearing all of that, I was like, this job sounds so stressful because yeah. like, these aren't, these aren't like, I'm mean, not that you would ever just like, oh, it's so easy to consult, but like the things that those people put out into the world affect millions oh, of yeah. people. Yes. <laughs> and I love, I love, I'm glad you mentioned that because I loved that about what I was doing. The clients that I was working with my, my boss at the time, he he's completely changed my life. Um, amazing human being. I followed him to three different companies. Every time he left, I'm like, don't leave me. I want to work for you. You know, you work for people, not companies. Yeah. Um, so, but he was always talking about being tip of the spear, you know, touching the mission. And so, you know, and I'm looking, working with Homeland Security and helping people not blow up on a plane. Right. You know, when I'm working with the Department of Defense, I was working with military health on um, psychological health and traumatic brain injury center of excellence, like the biggest, longest um, sentence of all time. But <laughs> the Department of Defense and um, and Veteran Affairs had a joint initiative to build this center of excellence to help the military recover from PTSD and psychological health as, as well as how do you become more resilient and how do you help people? So it's like, I'm working with these people. You yeah. Know, it was so like amazing. each project was like 
hugely impactful or needed to be for many people. So that's a level of stress. And so you're going in and you're like, so focused on these things, but then your life out behind is like kind of needing a, it's needing a reboot of some kind. It's needing some support because that's hard. Cause well, I mean, I think a lot of people listening can all relate to having one income at some point, like my husband and I, there was a time when he was switching careers. So it was on my business only. And then, you know, and then he had his, his income started up again. And then we decided, let's just all go in on my thing. So then we're back on like this thing and those transitions themselves are big decisions and can weigh a lot on your mind. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, that, that pressure was heavy and I would like literally wake up crying like hating my life thinking like there is no light at the end of this tunnel where is this light how do you make up ninety eight thousand dollars in credit card debt how do you pay an upside down mortgage how do you you know survive a career like mine like if I left you know the salary with that pressure is you know it's a good salary so if I were to leave that profession I would be taking a huge pay cut so I couldn't afford to do that either you know Mm -hmm. and I figured well if I leave in order to match my salary, it's going to be just as a stressful job. Like who pays people this when it's no stress, right? Like that's just right. how that works. And I never really felt like I was making as much as I was because it was all going to debt. So like, I never felt like, yeah. You know, so it just was like that. So frustrating to know that you're making a good income yet. You're like literally poor, literally like checking the gas tank and hoping that. Yeah. You know, can this get me there? The next one. Yeah. But I, so with that, I was in this space of overwhelm and yet I was getting all this change for my clients and something that there's just a big void in the personal development space of how do you actually implement it? Yes. Right. So there's a lot of motivation, a lot of inspiration, a lot of like really cool ideas and totally legit that work. Yeah. But when you're in a state of overwhelm, when your life is like, if somebody asks me one more thing, I might punch them in the face because I can't handle <laughs> my emotions right now. Like, I feel like every mom listening is is like, yeah, I would like if my kids oh, say yeah. my name one more time. So yes, I'm with right? you because it's true. Like I'll hear these amazing affirmations or or quotes or like ideas or theories. And it's like, yes. And then that's why we have be it action. I was at the end of the show. And then what do I do? How do I do exactly. it? How do I put this into my already crazy, stuck, yeah. overwhelmed life? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And it's like, have you ever seen? Um, oh, what is that? It's like a, a movie with the moms, like not badass moms. What is the that bad called? moms? The bad, bad moms. moms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They might as well be badass, right? Yeah. But bad moms, you know, and where. Um, the woman, what's her name? Kristen. Christina Applegate or. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, the other girl. The other anyway, one. The yeah. blonde that's in there. Um, who I love. She is going to bug me now. I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> it will happen. Um, anyway. So she was like talking about wanting to be in the hospital as a break. Like I literally was jealous of Martha Stewart. Thought, oh my God, if I go to jail, I could like have time I could process my ideas (laughs) you know I was driving around the parking lot trying to find a parking spot at the post office and I told my kids I'm like you're gonna have to tell the kids at school that your mom is in a mental hospital because she couldn't find a parking spot because I was like losing my mind I was so annoyed so this is who I was for my kids right and it's like I don't even want my kids to be like me like plus they're not even gonna know who I am like how do they even this is not the no. person that I want them to think that I am. Like how do you have a relationship? With They're calling you grandma. They think that you're going to go crazy in a parking lot. 
Yes. <laughs> they never 100%. see you. And and then when they do see you, there's no money or time for anything. So right. what fun yeah, is that? It's yeah. interesting. So my stepdaughter, so my husband at the time was in law school. I was working my ass off, like totally a disaster, stressful. We didn't have much money, even though we were, you know, pursuing all these dreams. And she actually, she was screwing up her grades, like major it's like really hard to have that bad of grades and you have to try to get right. And so we're like, what is your deal? Like literally all you have to do is turn in a piece of paper and circle one thing and you'd have better grades. Right. <laughs> and she's like, you know, I just don't want to work as hard as you guys. Like, I don't ever want to, what's the point? Like, I don't want to have a life like that. So what's the um... point? I'd rather just not like, what's the point of school? That's what it does to you. And it's like, Whoa, that's intense, right? I'm thinking we're following, he's following his dream. And maybe it's like this great example. And it literally demotivated her so much that she didn't even want to deal with school because she's like, what's the point? I don't like it. You guys are doing a bunch of yeah. stuff you don't like. So yeah. I just don't want to do it. Interesting, right? So that ripple well, effect. I mean, actions are caught, not taught. And like, uh-huh. and like here you are, like you have a job that is super impactful. Again, like all the things that you're consulting on are really supposed to be life-changing for the better. Yeah. And yet they're, what they're seeing is, oh, if I do well at school, I get to work too hard, be stressed out, have no money, have no time and want to go into a mental hospital after I've crashed my car into the post office so that I can find a parking space. Yeah. So how did you you go from like, gosh, I, we do want to follow up on how her grades are, but how did you go from like that so like what you are doing now, what was that? What, what was the yeah. breaking point? Was it the post office? <laughs> right. Well, it was one when like, I literally threw my Blackberry across the car once, which Blackberry, you know, dating. Right? <laughs> but I just like, who the hell am I right now? Like, who am I? And something had to change. And I have a longer story that we aren't going to have time for of like what my real moment moment was, but it all comes down to, you know, I was. In a nutshell, I was at a mall of all places. And you know, like when there were malls that you like walked around in yeah. on purpose. Yeah. And, I had an anxiety attack walking around one yeah, of those and, and, and realized I, I need to change my life. Right? <laughs> I know. Right. And it's like my friend at the time, she was, and I was like snapping at my kid, was just being cute and skipping around. And she's like, something needs to change. And I'm like, oh, hot tip thanks. Like, I didn't know that, you know, but she cared. Like you could tell she cared. She's like, you are just imploding. Like you can't keep going like this. It's just killing you. And you know, when you hear something at the exact right time, like it's sort of like somebody saying, how are you doing? <laughs> like falling your head off because they yeah. just triggered the tears. Cause they asked you how you're doing. Yeah. It's not like I didn't know. It's not like I, you know, it wasn't this news. Oh my God, I didn't know that. But so she tells me this and I'm thinking, yeah, I know, but I don't know how to get out of it. I'm getting into my minivan, strapping my daughter into the car seat, hoping she falls asleep. And the music that comes on is this Hallmark CD, which is, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I've been trying to find them. I can't find it. It's called like a drive in the country or something. <laughs> and so it's this happy, lovely, peaceful music. And it's what I used to listen to when I was dating my husband, where we were just having this amazing time and I could not connect. Like there was zero emotion. Like there was no happiness at all. It was just numb. 
And I just started bawling, like snot bawling, you know, not just crying. Like my, <laughs> like, like you look like a girl who should be in a Hallmark movie of some kind before the, yeah. before the story gets to the happy before ending. The yeah. Story. yeah. And so I'm, I'm thinking, oh my God, like that was a big moment for part of like, like what changed kind of thing. It was just, I can't keep doing this. And then I'm watching this movie called Flicka, which I don't know if you ever heard is about this horse and this teenager and Tim McGraw's in it. And um, this teenager like builds this relationship with this horse and they're kind of broken souls healing one another, right? And no one had a Blackberry. Nobody had a laptop open except, you know, Tim McGraw was like counting the numbers for the farm, you know? So there's stress and I know it's a movie, but it's like other people do different things. But there's <laughs> other careers. Yeah. There are other things people do that, and then you can start, you know, when you really think about it, it's like, there are people that run oil rigs. Like there are people that are on TV. Like they're so different. Lives are so different. And I just realized I had this moment of, I've done this to myself. I did this. It's not like some victim. Like I chose to support my husband to go to law school. I chose to have this kid. I chose this crazy career. You know, I did this mm -hmm. and I need to get my way out. Like I have to do something different. There are other things on the planet that could yeah. possibly be happening. Right. And so yeah. that really triggered it. And then I was thinking about my clients and I'm like, well, why the hell can't I change if I'm helping these people like huge organizations, it's like turning the Titanic literally to get any government change and it's working. So why can't I get yeah, that? If you can turn life? governmental programs around. I think you can right? turn your life around. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, what am I missing? And so what I ended up doing was taking this stuff that I had been learning in personal development, like Tony Robbins stuff, you know, all the things that, you know, personal power and listening to them where you get clear on stuff, but then there's no implementation. So I used what was out there to get some clarity, but then I started bringing in the change management process and the project management tools and business process improvement of like applying that to my life. So you're taking the I tools that you already use and changing individuals and organizations. Yes. And you're like, I'm just going to take what I already do. And I'm just going to do it to me and my, yeah. my life. This is amazing. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm like, I'm going to pretend I'm a client. And so I started doing that and it just like changed everything, like everything. Because in project management, what your purpose is, is to help your clients get clarity of what is the outcome that you actually want. A lot of project managers, like you'll come in and you're like, oh, what do you want? I want to implement a new system. But why? Like, why do you want to, is it just because you want new technology because it's old or is it because you want to be able to enable your team to make a bigger impact by processing this faster to get money to these people faster so they can be out in the field and not get killed by bullets, right. you know, like you could yeah. draw the thread, you know, pull that thread. And it's like, what is it that, what is it really that your outcome is? And once you know the outcome that you want, then you can start to say, okay, so what's it going to take to get that outcome? Like, what are the things that, you know, if you were to do these things would make that happen? And then you can get into, okay, well, how do you know when you're going to get those? Like, how can you measure? Yes, I am, or I'm not going to get that. And then you can say, okay, so now we know where we're going. Now we know what it is that is going to give us the indicators that we're on the right path. So how do we resource this? Who do you need to have? What kind of resources do you need to get there? And then map it out, create the plan, build it out. And then all you have to do is walk the plan. 
Mm-hmm. So we do that within the first month of you know a year long project, and then you're just working the plant. And so that's what I do for individuals. It's like, how do I help you get so clear using change management principles, using project management techniques on what it is that you really want your life to be about and your impact and how do you want life to feel? Yeah. And then work that process, right? And then we map out. So I have a program called Love and Life Accelerator, which is taking the stuff that we do in my foundational program, which is called Walk the Talk Weekend. It's a two and a half day program where you really get that clarity. You get, yeah. okay, what is that? I'm helping people get that. It's like, oh, go get clarity. No, I help you. <laughs> I can help yeah. you walk through that, right? Yeah, so I love this. The implementation. So this is, okay. So so I love this. We have a project manager on our team and like, some, I have a love hate because I'm like, I want to do this thing. And they're like, okay, let's have a meeting. I'm like, I don't want to do the thing. I just want to go. Yeah, just exactly. Let me do my thing. And they're like, no, actually, we need to like, what's the outcome? Why are we doing this? Who is it for? Yeah. How do we want them to process? Who, who's involved? All the things. But what ends up happening is that everyone knows their role and everyone can do the yeah. thing and no one is falling it like off the plan. And then you get to the outcome and you have something that's totally different. So oh. yeah, it's amazing. So can we, yeah. so you did this for yourself. And so how long? did it take for you to put the principles on your own life? And then how long did it take you? Like, did you get out of the debt? Did your partner get out of college? Like what happened to help you not throw your Blackberry anymore? Right. Yeah. So it was not like an overnight fix. Right. But it was the beginning of once I, I did my principles, my values with the Tony Robbins thing. Then I started putting it into the pieces that I just talked about, you know, and that's like, I don't know, I guess you could maybe call it a month. I don't remember. Like my life was so like, I don't remember the timeline, but it was over the course of those next few months when I, here's the thing. You don't have to have the outcome to have your life change. You want to know what the outcome is and have a trusted system, a trusted method that you know when you do it, it works. So that gives you this sense of security and this relief now. So you don't have to wait. I hope everyone just heard that because it's like, it's so many people are waiting for the outcome to happen to feel the change, but you know what the outcome is. You know, you put the tools in place. And so you can actually feel the effects of that. Now it's like the light at the end of the tunnel. It's not a train. It really is there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I love that. So, so you did that and then, and then you started to feel those effects of it. And then how long was, did you leave? Are you still consulting for like what, what happened next? So the fastest version of the story is basically I, I ended up trying to quit my job and my boss was like, I was about to make director six months from director, which is not an easy thing to do in consulting. Um, it's a very flat organization. So you go from, if you go from manager to director, they're expecting that you're going to be potentially a partner. So it's like a big vetting thing, right? Mm. So I was six months away from when that was going to happen. I give my resignation because I got all this clarity that this sucks. I'm not doing this. And I actually went to go. I had a job waiting for me with Homeland. I was going to give up all this maternity leave. It was like, I'll I'll figure this out, right? I'll find yeah. a way. And um, so had that as a backup plan, gave my notice. And he's like, what if you could work 40 hour weeks, two days a week from home? I'm like, you get fired. Who are you? And why are you saying this? Yeah. And he's like, well, but I, you know, I think you can do it. And I'm like, name one manager in a big four consulting firm in your entire time in this industry that's ever made director working 40 hour weeks, two days a week from home. Like name one. And yeah. he kind of looks away. And then he looks back. He's like, I think you can do it. <laughs> 
me, the only person on the planet can do it. So the, the here's the deal is that I had the backup job, right? So I said, will you hold my job for six months? And I'll do this whole 40 hour, two days a week thing from home. And if it doesn't work out, I've got a job in six months if I don't make director. So yeah. that's what I ended up doing. And I ended up working 40 hour weeks, two days a week from home and making director at a big four consulting firm. And what it all came down to was getting clear on what is it that matters and what doesn't, what am I getting measured on and what doesn't, what is all this? I don't need to do all this stuff. Cause he said, you do, you do too much. That's what he said to me And that. When he said, you do too much. I was like, like my, this, you know, moment of, well, yeah, probably I do. Right. So what is the too much? What is the stuff that I'm doing that doesn't matter? So that's where, when you get really clear on what matters most, you know, applying the techniques that I teach in my programs, which is what are your core seven things that matter most in your planet? And what are the things you're doing that don't line up? And so you can do the same thing with your profession, right? So if you're at work and you're doing a bunch of stuff and you need this visibility, you need all this stuff, but really do you, like, what are you measured on? What do you need to do in order to achieve those measures? Because like in consulting, if you hit your numbers, that's what it's about. If right. you don't hit your numbers, you're kind of screwed. But what do I need to do to hit my numbers? And what do I need to do to be able to hit all these other things that are going to be the differentiator between making it or not? And everything else I stopped doing. Because if it doesn't make an impact, then it's just taking me away from my ability to do it. Yeah. It's almost an ego thing. You're doing it to show that I I can do this and like a control thing. These are great questions. I hope you all, if you didn't write them down, as she said them, rewind and write them down because you can ask this of yourself in all areas, but not not just your work life. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up staying, I did that whole thing. And then ultimately I still ended up getting a new boss who was not a nice even and (laughs) um, didn't support that work arrangement, even though I was making my numbers. So I ended up going out on my own as an independent consultant and making three times my salary. I paid off my debt in a year. Wow. Because I was getting my full bill rate. Right. Yeah. Working for my old client. So it's a matter of, okay, what can you do? with what you have that's possible that can still help you achieve what you want, right? And so that's what I ended up doing. And that's how I paid off my debt. And that's how I ended up being able to take the next step of, you know, what do I want to do next? I ended up going back into consulting again, because my husband at the time was getting himself fired. And so I knew I needed a job that had benefits. So I kind of had to give up on what I was going to do to help other people implement So I did consulting for another seven years, but then what happened was I was getting miserable again. I was doing all the same things with not without the support that I knew I needed to be successful. I hated my job. I was crying and I'm like, okay, this is not me living what I just got out of that other place for. Right. And so, okay, what can I do? And it turned into, I ended up being able to um, start my own company journey fuel, where now I'm helping people. I went out on my own. 1099 consultant. So I wouldn't have all the pressure of that job. Yeah. Went out on my own 40 hour weeks doing like the most easy stuff. I was like, oh my God, I'm doing video charts right now. This is amazing. I didn't have 93 hats. I didn't have people not supporting me. I didn't have, you know, proposals. It was just a different life. So I went out on my own. And while I went out on my own with that, 
I started building Journey Fuel, which is what I do now, which yeah. is helping people live lives they love waking up to using the tools and techniques that are missing in the personal development space, which is how do you go from knowing to doing? Yeah. Like, how do you go from, that's a great idea to actually applying it into your own life? Well, thank you for sharing that. Like you've had, like you had to go back to go forward because I think a lot of people get really frustrated with themselves when that happens. And it happens to all of us, right? Like I, like I remember I was in a job that, that gave me anxiety. And so then I quit that to just do what I was passionate about and I was loving it. And then I, for insurance reasons as well, took another job and I brought literally all the same things I was overdoing in the other job. I brought that into this job, which is probably why they gave me the job. They're like, Oh, that's a girl who will do too much. And (laughs) and, and I overdid it there. And I was like, Oh my God, here I am again. (laughs) Here I am again in this situation. And you can get so mad at yourself or you can actually recognize the patterns and then you can, you can go, okay, well now I know like every time I'm here, this is how I go. So I, I definitely like, it's no longer a hypothesis. It's a fact. So I can make these changes. And I think that, I think that's really important for people to hear from from people like yourself who like, like have had these crazy transformations and are doing what they love they, sometimes people think, oh, they went from A to B to rock bottom to D and now they're like living their best life. And you had to go from A to B to A to B again, a couple of times before you could do that. And I think that that allows uh, you to really understand the pitfalls and the problems and like, see like, oh, this is the missing link here. And this is the thing that everyone needs so they can actually do the thing that they want to do and not just keep going back in that vicious cycle. Absolutely. And the thing about that is, you know, Steve Jobs said, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. I'm like, that makes no sense. Like, why does that make any sense? <laughs> You're like connecting the dots, right? How do you look backwards and connect? And then I thought, well, he's really smart. So there must be something to what he's saying. So reflecting on it, it's like, well, you're having all of these experiences in life, right? It kind of comes back to you got yourself into it, how to get yourself out of it. But there are things in those scenarios, like in those miserable experiences or just skills that you're learning along the way that when you start to look backwards, like, oh my gosh, that was why that happened. (laughs) Or if I didn't have that 32 years ago, and then I didn't have this like 20 years ago, and then fast forward another 10. And now where I'm at, I wouldn't have the ability to have the scope of experience to help other people. I just wouldn't. There's you know, I could have some of it and you don't have to know everybody's life, but to know what pain is, like to know what it feels like when you can't think past the next second without yeah. wanting to feel like a pile on the floor, you know, and to know how to get out of it and how to put things in place. So you don't need to be a pile on the floor before you take the next step. Yeah. You can, it's you can just, take it sooner. <laughs> uh, yeah. I well, And I think that's so true. I mean, like, I like, I coach a lot of plies instructors, a lot of fitness instructors, and it works well because I've been in their shoes. So when they say that their client who they see four times a week, just told them they're going to be gone for three weeks. I know how much money that hurts. That's yeah. not like their friend or even another coach would be like, okay, so you have extra four hours a week. Like, it's like, no, actually yeah. they don't have another client to slip it. That person's been holding right. those four hours hostage for this long. And they have to like 
come up with a new client overnight who wants that much. So it's important. I think our experience is sometimes we go, why is this happening to me? And it's like, it's actually happening for you because what all that happened for you, all those snotty tears in the car happened for you so that you can actually understand on a very like deep cellular level. When someone says like the music in the car is playing and I don't even hear it. Like I, that's where I'm at. And you could be like, oh, actually I know how down the rabbit hole you, I know how far you are. Yeah. <laughs> I know how close right. you are to the bathroom floor. Let's, let's make these changes now. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I think it's so, um, I think it's, it's so cool that you've like put yourself in this position of like, of like taking the actual, applying the actual self-development into our lives, because I yeah. do think that that is where people just become like these self-development junkies that like, I, yeah. I listen to a lot of podcasts and like, it's so easy for me to like hear podcasts about this and boundaries and this and boundaries. And I'm like, okay, but I got to now have that conversation about boundaries. How do I, how do I do that? So I think the world needs someone who can like apply it. So when you start to like apply these project management tools and these things to adding the self-development change they want to do to their life now, is this something that does it pin on the thing that they want to do? How quickly can they add these things? And is it really a month long like setup before they can right. add? What, what's the, what's that process like? Because my perfectionists want to know what's the timeline. <laughs> I know, right? How do I get this to happen right, right now? So, um, well, and just as a you know background, so I call my company Journey Fuel because life's a journey, right? But and I, and the idea of strategic planning and goals and measures just makes me want to like. Tense up and grow up. Like I'm so sick of those. Like that's such a stressful set of terms. So I've changed the all into different words, same concept because they work. But it's like, how do you associate the process to be enjoyable? Like you're on a journey to find your authentic, amazing life, and it's to be enjoyable. (laughs) So it doesn't just like some project where you're going to come up with these measures and these goals like what is it that's in you that you want that's going to magnetize you forward versus having to push this rock up a hill is what most of it feels like so what i do my very first step is what a program i call walk the talk weekend two and a half days i just had one i have another one coming up and um it's two and a half days and we go through first day is how to just get the snow to settle in the snow globe, right? Like you see, mm-hmm. you see shake it and it's like, just yeah, snow settle. Let's just get that to stop. And then how do you get clarity on what you want your life to be like? And the very first thing, and you guys can all do this right now. So it can start today, which is, you know, life is a collection of feelings. That's it. That's it. Like we're here to experience feelings. That's all there is. So all the stuff, all the people, all the things that we're dreaming and wishing for, that's all to feel some way. Yeah. So when you get to if you start there versus what do you want? Like what are your goals? What's your purpose? Like it just like for me, I just it paralyzes a lot of people. Cause like, well, if I knew that, I would do it. Thanks. Hot tip. Yeah. And plus your brain is so crazy how to even connect you know i couldn't connect to that music like i just couldn't yeah and so when you're in a space like that the best place that and that's why i start all my programs this way is how are you feeling now why how do you want to feel instead and Mm. what do you want that life experience to feel like 
Then we, on that first day, do some visualizations, different techniques that I use that incorporate the practices without it feeling like I'm doing some business thing. Like it's all very fun and engaging. And what ends up doing is it gets you into a space where you can start to use your feelings to guide what comes next. And then we do things like, well, what's in your life? When you feel that way, then start to find the themes in that. And that becomes day two, where we're really looking at, well, can, let's should test that. Like, do you just want it because you're supposed to want it? Oh, I love a should test. Yeah, I right? think I should do that. Yeah. Yeah, should test. And so is that for real? Like, is that coming from you or is that coming from your experience of other things that have gotten you there, right? So we do a should test and core, get it down to core seven, like seven things that you value most by going through that process. And then now that you know what your core seven are, your things that matter most, you can do what I was sharing earlier. It's like now you have a litmus test that when on day three, we talk about tools and techniques of, well, how do you live those seven and nothing else? What are the tools and techniques you can use? And it really comes down to listening to, you know, every single decision I make, everything that goes on what people call a to-do list that I call a playlist is, does it line up with one of my seven yes or no? And if it doesn't, I don't do it. Mm. And if I can't not do it, then the next question is, well, why am I doing it? What in my life is keeping me that I think I need to do this? What's happening? Where's that coming from? And you can use that to just start asking questions till you can filter that out, right? Filter that out of your life. But now you are aware that this is here. It's not part of my core seven. How do I get shift my life? And I teach a bunch of different techniques on how to do that. So two and a half days, you go from crazy snow globe head to knowing exactly what your core seven are, how to make a decision that's going to keep you in alignment and bring that experience of feelings in life to life. And then the next step is my accelerator program, which I actually broke into an eight week program where you now take that. And now I help you step through. Okay, now let's like activate that and look at your life as a whole. And by the end of the eight weeks, help you build the capacity for change. So So that's nice because it's like, it's not like we're not doing it in one hour and we're not doing it in three weeks. Like you, there's there's enough time in there to make mistakes, make tweaks, make changes and make implementations. That's really cool. That's really cool to know because I think sometimes we think it needs to happen tomorrow and we'd like it to happen tomorrow, but there's a lot of unraveling that has to happen and some clarity that has to get in there. So, ah, this is so cool. Thank you for sharing this amazing journey that you've gone on because it's so, it's always good to hear the behind the scenes and like, what was the, what, what brought them to being where they are, where they just seem like it's all amazing. It just, it, and it is, but it there, that doesn't mean it was always. So it's so good right. to hear that like you are a human being <laughs> Yeah, exactly. and that you can use, you've like used what you were doing before, but for, for more impact and also so that you can also walk your talk, which is lovely. Um, Stacey, we're going to yeah. take a quick break and then everyone, we're going to find out um, her action items for you and where you can find her and work with her. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality. And that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. 
At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances, while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. Okay, Stacey, where do you like to hang out? Uh, what social media platform? What's your website? Where can people find you and work with you? So the best way to find out about what I'm doing is to go to journeyfuelgift.com, G-I-F-T.com, because part of where, you know, coming on here to your point of like saying a bunch of things, but not how to do it. You, I'm all about how to do it. So when you go to journeyfuelgift.com, I have a gift for your audience hmm. that you can um, sign up for my next Walk the Talk weekend for free. And you can also sign up for a lot of times I have these 90 minute, what I call find your fire within sessions, where if you, you know, you're not ready for two and a half days, you just come to a 90 minute, find your fire within, get yourself started, get your soul back alive. Mm -hmm. And you can get to that on that link as well. So when you go to that link, you can sign up for those two things. That's the absolute best way because then you're doing something for yourself and not just learning about me. Yeah. If you do just want to know about a little bit more Yoda at your journey fuel on Facebook or Instagram, and you can find out what I'm doing from there. That's and it'll direct you to where my website is and stuff. But I encourage you to act and for yourself and take an action of do the 90 minute thing. Do the walk the talk weekend. It's two and a half days of your miserable life. <laughs> like I, right? Like, yeah. It, when you put it like that, it's like, yeah, it's only you can keep going or you can take two and a half days off of yeah. <laughs> what you're not wanting. Oh, I love that. Okay. You've given us some great questions, some great tips already, but, um, for the people who like skip to the end, they just want the action yeah. items, bold, executable, intrinsic or target steps people can take to be yeah. it till they see it. What do you have for us? Number one thing you can do is something we all have accessible, which is our feelings, which isn't something that we're generally taught to use as a way of navigating, but they're there for a reason. And so if you're having a feeling you don't like, you know, stop, think about, okay, 
where is this coming from? And how do I want to feel instead? And what are three different things, or if you can only come up with one, but usually there's at least three things you can do to get closer to feeling that way. So even if it's the tiniest step, right? So let's say you're super overwhelmed and you want to feel peaceful. Like what's one baby step that you can take that'll get you closer to feeling peaceful? Because the more baby steps you take, the more capacity you have to think bigger and to do bigger things. But until then, it's just getting yourself to where you have the ability to do it, right? To give yourself something achievable that you can succeed in. So how are you feeling? How do you want to feel instead? What's one thing you can do to get closer to that? And it will change your life. I guarantee Uh, you. It will, y'all. I've done things like that. And it's like, it's like, even sometimes it's like, I got to go clean the kitchen right now. And I'm like, that's not going to be fun. So I'm going to turn on some rap music (laughs) and make it fun so that if I feels like I'm having fun while I love that dishwasher, uh, Stacey, thank you so much for your amazing story and for your amazing tips. I really, I know these are going to be super helpful for our listeners. Beat listeners. How are you? Thank you so much for listening. How are you going to use these in your life? Let us know. Tag Stacey, tag the beat pod. We'll have all those links in the show notes so you can take advantage of her free gift as well. And then share this with a friend because that is also how how it is so much easier to be the person you want to be when the people around you are doing that as well. (laughs) So uh, make sure you uh, let us know what your takeaways are. And until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the be it till you see it podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. The Atelier Seat is a production of Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Crowell. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer, Mesh Herico, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Angelina Herico for transcribing each episode so you can find it on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Hey loves, it's me, Leslie, and I am excited to talk about socks because we need to talk about socks all the time because I love being barefoot. I am not a fan of shoes. You'll rarely see me in shoes. Even when I have people at my house and they're in shoes, I am barefoot 
or I'm in my toe socks and Tavi Active socks. And the reason is that I've got tile floors and um, they're not so nice to my feet. So I do love a cube sock. And I also only use their socks when I am doing Pilates. I love that they have an amazing sticky gripness to them. It also, when I'm teaching in other people's studios, having those socks on keeps me from slipping around in a studio and really allows me to root where I'm planted. Plus they're freaking cute. Have you seen toe socks and Tavi's socks? I mean, my goodness, they are the cutest styles all the time. The Barbie socks, I can't get enough of. I think I need to buy three pairs. So here's the deal. I want you to get yourself a pair of toe socks or Tavi Active socks, and you can go to beatpod.com slash toe socks. That's going to take you over to toe socks. Feel free to explore a Tavi, and you can use my discount code, Leslie, that's L-E-S-L-E-Y, to make sure you save some money on your socks, because the reality is, is you should just get the most amazing, cutest socks and also save some money because you listen to this podcast. So make sure you check those out the next time you are looking for some socks to wear in Pilates, yoga, bar, or around your house like I do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.